Bienvenidos! This is a podcast where we do the forbidden mm. salsa dance and not stealth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There has been very little stealth mm-hmm. going on. Uh, stealth is overrated. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this next episode welcome. of Make Believe Champions. We are excited to be back with Joe and Roberto. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. The, the one that's alive. The one that's alive. <laughs> oh. Gone too soon. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Roberto. Hey, Roberto. <laughs> but hey, uh, you've already heard some voices. I'm joined today by four pals who I promise that I'm totally not going to murder in this game. Why would you do that? like to see you try. My name is Zach, and I play Char. No, you don't. I play Ja. Oh, my goodness gracious. Fine, I'm sorry. I play Alberto. Happy Paul? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Yes! My name is Zach, and Uh, I actually play Mateo. Mateo. My name is Alan, and I play Char. Charmander. Hey, I'm Joe, and I'm playing Jato Rahisi. My name's Roberto, and I play Alberto. Alberto. We we are going to play some Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, But first, let's uh, let's talk about what happened. Well, first, you know what? I should actually roll another D20. We had an 18 last time, wasn't it? I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And I felt it. Let's roll this giant D20. Ooh, this time y'all got a three coming your way. Okay. What does that mean? That's good. I don't know. We're going to find out. That means there's going to be a dead blue king over there. Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Champions. Last time, our party of four, our four, uh, our group, our operatives, Char and Ja and Alberto and Matteo went into the belly of the beast. They went to the castle of one whom they call the Count. Uh, and they went to try and find out what's going on because rumor is the Count has found some new source of power which could turn the tide in the war between them, the drowning regime, and whom they call the Monumists, which are those who have sided with Tormetvas to liberate the Nine Hills. But as they went in there, things did not exactly go uh, the way they thought they would. For one, as Char was taken down to his cell, Alberto went full evil Knievel and attacked our guard. <laughs> they did manage to defeat the guard, who Char then turned into an undead servant, uh, and Alberto to cover their tracks and lead any approaching guards away from them. I made some tracks. He made some tracks. <laughs> he turned his steel guardian defender dog into a motorcycle and rode him on the ceiling out of there going real, real fast. <laughs> Uh, as that was going on, Matteo and Ja did some uh, a different sort of uh, encounter upstairs, going around talking to folks, trying to schmooze their way into getting some information. And just when Ja thought maybe he was going to find out what's going on behind that curtain, the curtain opened. The Count stepped forward. He began to speak of this new power they had found. Down in the basements, Alberto, Char, along with the queen, the former queen of the Freezing Circle, Ila Dane, and of course, Char's undead servant. They found a doorway leading into a giant laboratory. And inside that laboratory, there was an enormous clear cage. And in that cage 
was one of the Forsaken Beasts somehow alive after the destruction of the Forsaken at the end of Season 3. What's more troubling even than that is that there are tubes hooked into that beast running up through the floors and into the arms of Kar Kendall, the now Emperor of the Drowning Regime. As the imp pulls the lever and the black, inky blood stuff runs into the veins of Karkendall, his body immediately begins to shudder and tremble and twitch. And as you all stand watching, he begins to change a bit. His armor, it chinks and, and, and cracks and separates and pulls apart as he swells getting more muscular and as these black lines appear what you would kind of, I guess you assume are like veins running up his neck and into his head and there is this like dark power reaching up almost like spider webs toward his face and he lets out a, a guttural yell and, and kind of like falls down to one knee as it's obviously wrecking him with pain and everyone watches as this stuff just flows into him for, you know, just maybe 10 seconds, and then they pull the lever again to stop it. And standing before it, well, kneeling now, and then picking himself back up, is now a somewhat changed Karkendall. His horns have now turned solid black. He has this inky web of power or something, some substance in his skin now mixed in, and everywhere that you can see it under that silver armor. And as that stuff stretches up through his skin, like you can see like moving underneath his skin, which is kind of gross. It moves up toward his horns and his crown. And it actually, like little tendrils of it, stretch up like piercing out of his skin onto the crown. And they turn it black. And there appears on the front of it a swirly. Oh no. Kill it. Kill it dead. Kill it with sacred fire. (laughs) So I relay all this to uh, the guys under the stage uh, through the mental link. Right, so uh, Cockendall has uh, fused with one of those forsaken beasts. This is very bad. Uh, you guys are down there, yeah? When he tells me I gasp, but in Spanish. <laughs> 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 it's cuckoo bananas here, brother. Okay. I think you guys need to wreck whatever and whoever is down there. Uh, enough said. I'll stop you right there. <laughs> I'll try and do what I can up here. Mateo, help me out. Uh, we'll meet in the middle. That's the best plan I have right now. I meet him in the middle. And what do I? What do we see going on right now in our area? You guys see that thing in the cage shrieking and writhing and like trying to shake loose but it's strapped down with all these straps it's got this big harness on it with those tubes running into it and uh, you saw the like inky stuff pouring out of it and when that happens it does seem to shrink a little bit not a lot but just a little bit Uh, and that goes on for like I said like 10-15 seconds and then the machinery quiets down and it seems to stop and the thing kind of just like it's like it's laying down like it's injured because as a machine, would my character kind of be able to figure out how this works, where it's perhaps, connected? Perhaps, perhaps. But at the moment, um, someone approaches you all. Uh, someone who is dressed in like a lab coat, like I said. 
They are uh, not a devil, but an elemental. Uh, would seem to be like an ice elemental. I mean, obviously, you can tell it's like the their hair looks like almost like a tiny glacier. You know what I'm saying? Like the peak up glacier. Uh, and it is a dude. He is um, you know, normal height, you know, right, you know, five, ten, five, eleven. Weird looking, bluish white eyes. He walks up to you all. Ah, oh, welcome. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, it's, it's, um, are you one of our new assistants? He says to Alberto. Hola, amigo. Yes, yes, I am the famous Alberto. Alberto. And I come from the Thundering Circle to help you guys in your endeavors. Yeah, yes, very nice. We are very thankful to have you here to help us. Um, I'm afraid this is a bit of a... a, a, a who are these? He says, he looks at the other ones, and, you know, he sees Char. Yo. And he sees the guard, who looks who looks kind of weird, but not, you know, he just... I'm testing on them. Uh, testing specimens. He does not see Yladane. Oh. And she's not right there with you guys. The, the, we, we, I, I was brought here to uh, test on this guy. Is this one of the melting circle? What are you doing here? Yes. I love the fondue. The fondue? What is this fondue? What, what are you doing here? Is he with you? It's melted cheese. Alberto, <laughs> is, is he with you? Yeah, I'm a test on this guy. But I need a little rundown. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just need you to tell me what's going on here. They just oh, brought he me is here. one of our prisoners. I see. I see. Yes, the, uh, yes, the guard. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Right. That's why I have the guard. Right, right. I, I am I am Salak. I am the uh, the head scientist down here, and um, we are going to. Well, we are in the middle of a very important operation, as you see. We, I can see that. <laughs> very exciting. We have been pumping the the blood out of the forsaken beast over here, uh, and our our emperor Karkandal. Uh, he should be experiencing the effects of this uh, power as we speak. That is incredible. How? Uh, why did you? How did you guys come up with this? We got. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to like, kind of like, uh, like I'll tell the guard to like, well, uh, take them over there, and I'll stick and talk to uh, this guy. Uh, the prisoner doesn't need to hear this, right? Oh, right, amigo. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. Let, let's talk. Let's talk. So do you have like the guard do something, Alan? Kind of play into that, or I just have him like nodding. Oh, okay. He's just nodding. Okay, y'all step over to the side and... and it's a little sleepy. Selak is like, well, you, you know, it's the first day. We don't want to overload you, but we have um, we have done some excursions into the Forsaken Circle. And we did find this one, Forsaken Beast. <laughs> and where there is one, we can assume there might be even more. That's good. That's good. And I see your machine is so, like, amazing. Me, me beaten a lover of machines i just i just gotta know like how does this work how did you guys do this well why don't you take a look and tell me what you think okay and i'm gonna go and inspect it okay so give me a uh i mean i guess an investigation check probably okay i'll give you advantage due to your particular knowledge for things of this nature uh well i'll take the first time <laughs> 22 okay there you go <laughs> Uh, 22 is really well, really good. So, I mean, you know, it, it looks like they have, like, this This cage is very well made. It's powered. Uh, it's connected to some sort of power, some source of power. There are, like, wires running into it. You would assume mm-hmm. some sort of magical base. It's controlling it and keeping it from being opened. Uh, you can also see the hoses running down into it are running out, and there is some sort of contraption actually up on the ceiling. The hoses that are stabbed into the beast with these giant needles 
the hoses are running up out of the top of the clear cage and then up to the roof, or not the roof, but the ceiling. The ceiling is the roof, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, ce- the ceiling. It's true. Into, uh, there's like some sort of a, a contraption up there, like a box, like a machinery that is, uh, that's running, like, like a generator, like you see. And, and you can tell it looks like it's just meant to just pump it out, but then there are, there are also more of these. There's two of these running out of that machine and up through the ceiling. Like you can see, they're like running into these ports that go up into the ceiling above. It. Okay. And also, what I'm investigating, I'm also trying to see things that I can maybe sabotage, or there's like a oh, weak link, right, maybe, right. or maybe like how to get that beast out. Okay. Uh, real quickly, Char, what are you doing? I'm trying to look demure, like I'm like I'm still a prisoner, but at the same time, mm-hmm. being observant, looking furtively for any sort of advantage in the environment. I will take a perception check then. That sounds literally impossible. Oh no. <laughs> uh, let's see. Investigation's also fine if you'd rather do that. Perception's good. Which die do I want to roll? Oh no. One with twenty sides. I rolled the ducky one. It's got oh. a little little duck in it. So I roll a 13 plus 4 is 17. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, let me just check something. It's reasonably decent. Oh, yeah. You're looking around. You're looking around. You see there's a few other people working and, like, doing certain things. Paperwork over here. Someone's over here, like, filing some things away. Over here, they've got, like, some test tubes. They're pouring what looks like maybe piece chunks of that black stuff into other things and, and different things. And then you see, over on the other side, you see where Alberto has now stepped over with Selak, and he is looking at the box. And Alberto walks around. He's looking at different things. You look up, and you see the tubes running up into the ceiling. And as Alberto's looking for a place to, something weak, you you, you see, like, a just your, something catches your eye. And it's like a little bitty, almost like a glimmer. You know, like a reflection. Like you ever look down, like in a creek or in a, like in a fish would roll, and you see that reflection. Never have. Okay. Well, it's kind of like that. And you realize there's someone up on top of that cage. Is it somebody I know? When when you when your eye you catch it with peripherals, you look back and and it's hard to see, almost translucent, but you can see a figure there, and you see them take a hand up with a finger like shh, to their to their lips like this. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like this. I scream. Do you scream? <laughs> Into mine. <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay. And I just mentally say, there's somebody on the cage. To everybody. Jean Grey style. Who is it? I can't tell, but they told me to shh. Well, just if you had to make a guess, you you would guess it's probably uh, Ela Dane. It looks like it's Ela Dane. Ela Dane? My new BFF. Wait, she's dead. <laughs> She's our puppet queen now. What? Oh, yeah, we missed that. We'll explain later. <laughs> so what do you think, Alberto? What do you think of our machinery? Is it good or... Did I see any, like, things like that could be yeah. used? Or, like, or, like also, like, make a distraction kind of thing? If I, they tell me know. that there's somebody on top. Uh, you could accidentally unplug something. Yeah, yeah. Make a distraction. Yeah. If you're wanting to destroy something, you can start cutting wires or tubes. Cough, fireball, cough, cough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanna, I kind of wanna do like a sleight of hand type okay. of thing, like like okay. l- m- mess with like little things here and there as I'm talking to him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you walk over and, and you're talking. You're gonna try and like unplug something. Yeah, yeah. Mateo, yes. What are you doing? Carcandall is now juiced, and he now steps up toward the front of the stage, and uh, the count is kind of like motioning up toward him, like in reverence 
and Karkindal starts speaking. Are you like in the middle of the crowd? You kind of stepped up close. What are you doing? I would probably say in our little mindling thing. Mm-hmm. Ja, are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing this. We can't let this continue if we have an opportunity to take down the so-called emperor of this regime. Even if he's juiced up with some wackadoo, we need to do it. But amigos, don't you have spectators? Of course we have spectators. They're going to flee. That's the only thing I'm worried about is the crowd. (laughs) They're not going to want to fight this guy, right? We're just crazy enough to do it. Yeah, but they might want to fight us. Get to wrecking down there as soon as you get an opportunity. When I hear the commotion, I'll jump the guys on stage. Mateo, are you with me? If you make the first move, I'll follow. Right. I'm standing in the middle, closer to the front of the crowd, though. So as soon as I hear any kind of commotion downstairs, that's when I'm going to get to jumping. No, you're, you're about to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I want to wreck their means of production before I start wrecking the prototype. Karkendall steps up toward the front of the stage, and he says, My friends, brothers, and sisters, look at what power we can wield. And he, like, reaches out a hand off to one side, like toward the left, and when he does, one of the imp servants that are over to that side, like, flies toward him into his hand, and he grabs him. That's impossible. It is. And the imp is, like, struggling and kicking and, like, trying to get loose, and and this black energy, like, starts crawling out of his hand, like, onto it, and it's, like going into his eyes and ears and mouth. It's just really kind of gross and disturbing, and after a minute the imp goes still, and he just drops him onto the ground. He has to die. (laughs) Oh, this is bad. He can absorb the life force of people, or creatures. We need to get going now. Wait, what creature did he just... Wait, he just did that to one of the... There was an imp, and he just drained it with his black power. A what? An imp! That's it. (laughs) That is it! (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna whistle uh-huh. and my steel defender's gonna barge through the door oh yeah yeah do it showtime ladies and gentlemen and then I'm gonna I'm just gonna try to stab the uh, the harness to kind of like get the the beast out oh okay so he's in the cage yeah and the cage is solid it's solid but when you yell that out and your dog comes busting in Char sees the figure appear now totally visible and she is hanging from the ceiling holding on to that mechanical thing and she just reaches up and yanks all of the like cables that are running power into it right out of the bottom of it oh when that happens you hear like a deep rumbling growl uh oh and the thing in the cage stands up when i hear all that i uh ready my booming blade on my rapier and i go and i attack carcandall Oh, you're about to rush. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay, okay. Hold on. That was hold the plan. As soon as I hear commotion yes. down below, yeah, I both smack it. Okay. <laughs> so, I would say that while that is happening, you haven't heard anything yet. The only thing you've heard is maybe like a little bit of a hum. The hum stops. Okay. But I then, thought I would have heard the growl. Well, the, the, it's pretty far down below you. It's oh, quite okay. a bit far down. I was imagining it like just below the stage. But when that happens, then, uh, because she... Pulled the elect. She pulled the the. That's not electricity, but the cables, the powering wires out of this thing, which shut it down. Okay. Which also stopped it from pulsing through the thing and weakening it, which is what it was doing. 
that the like tubes are still connected to the thing, to its harness. Okay. It leaps full power toward the open, like the, the front. It's not an opening. This is a solid cage that was lowered down over it, but toward the front of it. And when it does, it completely shatters the front of it. Oh, my. And when that happens, it yanks those tubes, and the tubes yank all the way down. And you see the, the cuffs holding on to Karkendall are yanked back, and he's yanked back. And it actually pulls him to the ground, and then the tubes like snap off and are pulled through the floor. And there is a loud sound of a boom coming down from beneath you guys. So now you hear a thing for sure. Woo! Okay. So I'll tell you what I want to do. Let's... So would you say that Karkendall is prone at this point? He is prone, yes. Yeah. Excellent. What is he prone to? Being a jerk. <gasps> and also, at that moment, we are going to roll initiatives. But I am... I am going to give you guys up there with, with Karkendall, I'm going to give you a surprise round. Thank you. Uh, because you're ready to act like you both have been ready, and now's your chance. So I'm going to give you a surprise round. Uh, those of you downstairs, uh, we'll go ahead and roll initiatives just so we got it. We'll go that way. And I'm going to okay. actually pull up. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to be doing any combat or not. It'll be up to you. In this next part downstairs. I got an 18. All right, 12. I got a 16. 20. Oh, boy. It's not good at all. Rolled very poorly. Lucky for y'all. <laughs> Lucky for me. Okay, so the first one who's going to have a chance to, to do anything, because we'll just go in initiative order here, is Alberto. Okay. Do I have any prior knowledge to the Forbidden Beasts? Like, are they intellectual creatures? or No. What you know of them before was they were they were just being controlled by the Forsaken. They were just wiping out devils mm-hmm. before. Just beasts of pure rage. Okay. But it looks like he's trying to... Like, he knows where his blood is going, right? From The beast? From, yeah, from what I can understand, because he attacked the, the two beings and the chains that were specifically for... Uh... Uh, you don't know. They're just okay. attached to him. He just busted through the door like a dog hooked to a tubes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a, like a More like a giant... Like the size of an enormous lion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, well, actually more like the size of a rhinoceros, but a lion the size of a rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're dealing with here. Okay. It's a big rhinoceros. He is. That's well, a downsize from an Indian elephant. But so far, it's not it's not agitated towards us, right? He hasn't attacked you yet. No, he just busted through the glass. He hasn't done anything yet. Cool. I'm going to hop on my steel defender, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to get his attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, buddy! You want to go get the guy that stole your juice? And <laughs> Not the juice. I'm going <laughs> to... Look, 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 look. Roberto, yeah. I, I've got to give you inspiration. Oh, you're, you. killing, you're killing <laughs> And I'm going to touch the um, uh, another dial on my steel defender uh-huh. and cast fly on him. Oh, snap. <laughs> and okay. I'm going to go up and try to, like, go towards where... The chains are kind of going. Oh, okay. They're going up and they're going fast. Okay, so you're going to try and get this thing to bust through the floor? Yep. Woo! Oh, boy. Okay, so you like want to like flop, you kind of like pull on the things up there, like show them where it's going? Yep. Okay. <sighs> okay, I need some kind of a roll here. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> just do it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of like what exactly... <laughs> Persuasion, is, it pers- maybe? is it persuasion? Like, what's Alberto's um, best role? 
uh, Arcana. <laughs> I'm going to use a persuasion roll to let Paul use Arcana for this check. <laughs> um, I mean, you're just kind of just like catcalling him, like, "Hey, come this way. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Follow yeah, me." Yeah, like, like I'm circling around him to kind of get his attention and just be like, "Yeah, let's go." Yeah. Okay. Just give me. Go ahead and and give me. But I think I think it needs to be persuasion yeah, or yeah, performance. Eight. I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay. <laughs> I want this to happen. Ah! Oh man. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Okay. 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 So here's here's what happens. Do he I is, look tasty? He's, <laughs> <laughs> like he, you get its attention and it looks up towards you and it sees you up there, but before it does anything else, you see it like stop and it doesn't have eyes like it's got like a weird head mouth thing and it turns its body toward Selak oh. who is standing there who is now like holding up hands and, and stepping backwards and it's actually going to leap towards Selak and uh, it's going to munch his head off you know what Alberto respects that decision By- <laughs> bites his head right all the way off that is what's going to happen right in this moment. Okay. 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 Now, Chargensis, and it's a great idea. Chargensis. Yes. It is your turn. That's me. Now you see what's going on. And, and, and by the way, all the other scientists—they're just freaking out and now trying to run. They're trying to get out the door. Okay. Um, and you see the monster come up and bite the head off of Selak and like chomp on his body. And you see Alberto up there trying to get the thing to go up toward him. All right. Come on. <laughs> come on. What is near me, like within my immediate vicinity? I mean, there are like some tables and stuff like that. There are people running past you to leave. Your big bodyguard guys right here. Uh, you're probably 20 feet, 25 feet away from where the beast just chomped mm-hmm. off Selak's head. Okay. Is there anything posing an immediate threat? I mean, the beast, but it sounds like it's distracted. You assume the beast will? Probably. Because you are familiar with them. Yeah. And they don't seem like a respecter of persons. But as of right now, it's distracted eating Selak. Your options are basically attack that thing, try to find a way to help Alberto, or maybe get out of here. (laughs) So I am going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. I am the Spirit Guardian, the Guardian of the Spirits. Okay. To quote the vine. You're the Spirit Guardian. Yeah, at level four. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that creates this... uh, just sphere around me of little uh, little chars okay that are that, ha- that look cherubic right and it causes radiant damage to anything that comes in it but I, I designate all of my crew as safe okay I can dig it is that the end of your turn or do you like hoof it out of here that's the end of my turn okay uh, with that it is Mateo's turn Mateo Okay, so I know you said me and Ja were going to get surprise attacks as well. So are we taking those now, too? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, so yeah, you'll both get to go, and then we'll go back in. Like, I'm basically giving everybody a surprise thing except for the gotcha. bad guys. Like, you guys are going to get a whole round in order before they okay. go. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I'm going to uh, get my greatsword, my packed weapon, and I'm going to run up and hit the dude. You're going to hop up there and try and get him? Yes. Hmm. It's in that one. He's prone. You have advantage. You have advantage because he's Ooh. prone. Yeah, take advantage. Ooh. Take advantage. That is no better. That is a 12 total. 
It's still a miss, but it's not a nat one miss. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's disappointing. Uh, we'll say that some of the butlers get in your way, and they actually trip you up when you're going to fly out there and hit them. Uh, so you're not going to manage to do any damage. But the butlers just start kind of like converging on the front. Uh, just a bunch of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, at the moment. So if they grab me, can I hit them with my extra attack? You can. You could also try to hit him again. Oh, if like, I can get to him, they, they I'm keep going you from to getting smack to him. him. They're just yeah. they, they they trip you up on your way up, and it keeps you from getting a, a hit on the first one. Oh my gosh, that's another twelve, my bro. That's bad juvies. It's D and D Beyond. It's... You still have advantage on the second attack it's because Paul rolled that three. That's true. You still have advantage because he's still he's still down. So I'll give you advantage on that too. Yeah. Okay, it's a nineteen. Okay, Yay! so oh. <laughs> that'll work. Is that a nineteen total? Nineteen total. That's a miss. <gasps> Wait, are you kidding? I'm I'm not kidding. I'm, I apologize, and I love you, but that is a miss. Sounds He's like juiced, a miss. Paul. Juiced up with Venom armor. He's Paul. juiced up. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but that is a miss. Paul. I, it's a miss, dude. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a miss. I'm sorry. I can never forgive you. I'm in danger. <laughs> I can never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh, okay. Is that the end of your turn? I mean, yeah, I just attacked four times. And <laughs> I know, man. That's disappointing. What is your attack bonus? A nine. Okay. So an 11 is... It, you know that anything under 11 is going to miss this dude from, from your rolling perspective. Oh, that's... Okay. Rough. Let's, uh, harder. let's move forward. Uh, ja, it is your turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to run up with my rapier. Mm-hmm. You know, great minds think of like. Right. I am actually going to go for a booming blade attack on uh, Karkandal. Okay. I'm going to make a melee spell attack, and since it's melee, I have advantage. That's a 17. That's going to miss. Second one. That's a net one. So I'm going to stick with the 17. Still a miss, right? Still a miss. A 17 total, right? Yeah. Yeah, 17 is a miss. All right. Then uh, with my bonus action, I'm going to conjure a uh, purple blade of psychic energy in my left okay. hand mm-hmm. and using my warm age ability I'm going to go for a second attack. Okay. That's an 8 on the dice going to miss. Second swing. Also going to miss. Oh, oh my, my gosh. soul. You guys are killing me. He is tied down and we cannot oh, hit him. Oh no. This is rough. Okay, uh, I'm going to use the remainder of my movement and uh-huh. uh, back away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back away. <laughs> and because of mobile, I don't take uh, opportunity attack. Yeah, you can get about 15 feet away from him. And with that, we are going into the proper first round, and it is Albert- Alberto. It's your go again. Okay. Now, Saying as he's again? munching. Yeah, I'm going to try again, but first, I'm kind of, kind of, if I, I have 60 feet of movement, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of going to go behind Char. And my dog's gonna like dip in and kind of like throw him with me. You want to so put Char on the bike with you? Yep, put me on the bike. And again, I'm gonna try to persuade this thing. I'm, I'm just gonna, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. You know you want to. Char, you gonna you gonna ride a mo- motorcycle? Uh, yeah. Do my spirit guardians follow me? They, I think they. Yeah, they're they centered on you. Yes, yeah, I think they are. That's what I was thinking. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got a a sphere of danger running out to these to baddies. Okay. On a motorcycle. Okay. That's flying. Uh, so go ahead and give me another check. Oh, 
Come on, baby. I'm, I'm setting this ah. at a 13. <laughs> Would you roll a four? Okay. No. It, it's, it's a four. A three. We're cursed. I rolled a three. We are so cursed. Okay. It's because of the deed. All right. All right. Well, Is that the end I'm, of your turn? Gonna, yeah, I'm still gonna. We're gonna still gonna be going up. Char. Yeah. It's your turn. That's me. So I'm on the back of this thing. You are. I've got. I've got my uh, sphere of guardians around me. Yeah. He's trying to call the beast up to the little tunnel thing that heads up from the machine. So we're trying to lure the beast. Mm-hmm. Trying to lure the beast. Yeah. I bet pain would lure the beast. Oh! Try it. Let's see. What kind of pain do I want to bring? What sort of pain? So I'm going to say uh, Sacred Flame. Okay. The beast. Okay. He needs to make a save. He needs to make a deck save for 16. Okay. Got a... That's an 11. So... Uh, that's a failure. So he's going to take some damage. Well, that's the rumor. Sacred Flame 3d8. Uh, 16. Okay. Radiant. 16 radiant damage. So the flames lick up around it, and it, that definitely gets its attention. It, uh, it lets out a, a shrieking sound and, and stops and looks around and looks up at you guys and sees you up there. I say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, amigo. That could work. That could work. It launches itself towards you. Oh, no. Now, is, y- is y'all's plan to, like, move out of the way? So it'll... What's your plan here exactly, Alberto? To lead him up there. Okay. He's coming up. He's going to be up there now. There are the... There's, like, the tubes running down out of the ceiling, and there's actually, like, a sort of, like, tubular passageway that it's running down out of. You know what I'm saying? It's like an opening all the way up. It's not just, like, running through the ceiling. So uh, it, it can get up there. It, it jumps up and grabs a hold of the ceiling, probably 10 feet in front of you, and starts walking towards you. We are running or flying. <laughs> we are riding. We ride at dawn. <laughs> what, are you trying to go up the, you're gonna yeah. try to go up the tube? Yep, yep. We're trying to get where Okay. Our, that's where our amigos are. Do we need to surf? You take off flying up the tube, and it comes in right behind you, and it is clawing its way up through the tube behind you. And, I mean, this tube is probably like five feet across, something like that. And you guys have dark vision, but you can look straight up, and it does not look like there's an opening above you. Like as far as you know, it's solid on the other end. You can see you're running, you're going alongside these like tubes, and it's not that far. It's like maybe 20 feet up from you, so you don't have that far to go. But you've already spent most of your speed this turn, <laughs> so you're not going to get out there right now. But you need to think about how am I going to get through that if it's a solid floor above me? Okay, so keep that in mind as we're coming up on the next part. Uh, now it is Mateo's turn. Mateo. I am upset. He is still prone. I'm upset. I, I don't like this. I'm going to hit him again. Okay. Well, hit him, hopefully. I'll you're say gonna, it that way. You're going you're gonna to attack yeah. him again and hope for the best. Okay. So my highest roll was a 7 plus 9, but I'm going to use my channel Divinity Guided Strike to add 10 to that. So it is a 29. Okay. All right. No, 26. Sorry. Okay. There you go. There you go. 26, 26 will hit his armor class. Just barely, but yeah. it will hit. Thanks. <laughs> I worry that you're not kidding. <laughs> All right. Roll me some damage. 2d6. That is 8 plus 5 butts. I'm going... 8 plus 5 butts? 
Oh no. Eight plus five butts. I'm going to burn a third level spell slot on a divine smite. Good man. Okay. That's an extra 48. And that's radiant. Radiant. Oh my. 19. It was an eight plus five. So 13 plus 19 radiant. So you do a big old chunk of damage to him, I'll just tell you. I'm gonna hit him again. Uh, he lets out a yell, and you see some of that black energy kind of like writhing around under his skin. He's like struggling, trying to get up. 19 plus 9. 8. So, or, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, Very nice. 27. Or no, 28. Okay. Gosh, my math is bad today. Here's the 2d6. Math is made up anyway. Another 8 plus 5, so that's 13, and I'm gonna burn another third level Divide Smite. Uh, okay. Can you use that twice? You can. I just One looked turn. it up. Yeah, because it's not casting a spell. It's, it's yeah. not a spell. I know it's an ability. So yeah. you just have so many you can use, right? Yeah. But it uses a spell slot. It uses slot, spell right? slots. Correct. All right. 12 radiant damage on this, 13 sword damage. So you slash him again, and like when it makes contact with his skin, it's like the black energy under it just like runs away from where you've cut him. And then it starts bleeding like blue blood mixed with some of this black ecor. And he's like struggling, trying to pick himself up. And now it is your turn, uh, Ja, if you're done. You done, Mateo? Yeah, I'm done. Same thing. I'm going to take a stab with the rapier, uh, go for the booming blade. Okay. Uh, high scroll is an 18. That's not going to do it. Oh, so All right. Uh, I'm going to go for the psychic daggers again. There we go. 24. That is a hit. Well nice. done. You did it. Yes. All right. Okay. So 26 plus 3. And then uh, do I get sneak attack on that? Your bro is right next to you, and he's prone. You have an advantage, so that is a sneak attack attack. So, all right, you've um, already got seven with your psychic blades. Yeah, uh, that is seven sneak attack damage. Seven sneak attack, and what was the blades damage? Also seven. Uh, also seven. Yeah. All right, you get him, and then uh, mobile feet back away. Okay, you back away. At this moment, he s- pulls himself up, and uh, also. Some of the butlers have now coming up, come up around you guys, and they're they're like surrounding you guys and pushing you in now. It's like a small army of them. There's like a dozen of them. Uh, they're they're just coming behind you. They don't have weapons in their hands. They're just butlers, but they are making a wall of flesh behind you, and they are keeping you from getting away. the the uh, The count is nowhere to be seen. He's disappeared completely. Karkendall picks himself up. He's bleeding. Well, that was an interesting way to start things off, wasn't it? I was really hoping that there would be someone here on which I could give an exhibit of my newfound power. And thank you for offering yourselves as a sacrifice. And he pulls from his uh, hip a long silvery sword. And he is going to do some things. The first thing he is going to do is he is going to uh, hold his sword up and point it toward you, Mateo. Flee if you can. And I need you to make me a saving throw, wisdom saving throw. So you know, DC is pretty high. It's a 16. That is a failure. It's tough. So you got to take the dash action because you are now very frightened by him and move away from him at the safest available route. Okay? Okay. So you're fleeing away from him, put, trying to push your way through the crowd. And I'll say it's difficult terrain because people are just kind of watching. They're not really doing anything. They're just watching. Trying, they just kind of want to see what happens here. 
And uh, then he is going to quickly step toward you, Ja, and he is going to try and attack you with that sword. Oh, I don't like that. Well, it's not a very good roll. What's your armor class? My AC is 14. <sighs> Dude, he got a 14. Oh, no. Oof. Man. Um, okay. So, yeah, he, he is actually oh, going to make... Oh, wait. wait, wait, wait. Okay. I cast shield. Okay. You do yes. that, and he will, it will miss. <laughs> it, uh, it will miss. So, so your shield comes up right as the sword slashes towards you, and it bounces off of your shield. And that is pretty much going to be the end of this turn for him, except... <gasps> You see some of those wounds on him where you can see the blood coming out. You see them kind of start to grow closed. Oh, I like that even less. And he is going to uh, regain some hit points. Okay. Alberto. How far is the hole? How far (laughs) is the wall? You're like 10 feet from the hole. All right. At the start of this turn. Like you are close. Because like I said, it's only like 20 or 25 feet up. You had some movement left. So you're like 10 feet from the end of that hole. All right, I gotta make a grand entrance. From the eyes of my hound, I'm gonna fire uh, off Firebolt. Okay, <laughs> Firebolt. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll me that. 17. Okay, uh, uh, roll, me, roll me the damage. 20. Uh, 20 is pretty good. It, it is like a wooden plat, you know, something like wood. It's not uh-huh. like a marble cone or whatever up here. So, I mean, with, with a blast that does 20 damage, that's pretty good. It does not blow a hole through it, but what it does is it's, it hits it, it lights it aflame, and severely weakens it all in an instance as you all are barreling toward it at high speed. Can we, like, like just run through it now that it's weakened? Bust through it? Yeah. You're about to. Okay! <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing is roaring and shrieking behind you. You are booking your way up this tunnel toward the end of it. Woo! <laughs> okay. As you just bust through the end of it. And when you do, the platform that Karkandal was previously standing on, which which was like some sort of a little metal thing like up above it, it goes flying off in, in a motorcycle with a... Imp, imp, a goblinish imp, an elemental on top of it. They just bust out through the floor and and wood. Uh, not, it's not really wood, but whatever the substance is, this the material. It goes flying everywhere. There's fire. You guys bust out the end. You fly up out of it, and you kind of like go up. You keep going up when you come out, or which direction do you go? Uh, going up and arcing. Okay, so you kind of like, fly kinda up like, out of the kinda, way. Yeah, out of the way because I know what's coming. <laughs> and as you come flying up. There is a sound behind you of like clawing and scratching, and the hole's not quite big enough for this thing because it's like filling up this tube, but it's also kind of goopy, and so it just like its head comes up out of it, and it just reaches up with its hands, and it pulls itself up through the hole with a roaring shriek. Is that the end of your turn, or do you want to do something else? You can't even do something else. Who killed the imp? <laughs> Job points at Carcandall. Yeah, he's like 10 feet tall. He's got like the same kind of black inky stuff all over him. And he snaps his head back to look and see this thing crawling out of the ground. All right. <laughs> I look at the monster. And I look mm-hmm. at the guy. And I point at the guy. That's him. Yeah. Uh, Char. That's me. So am I near Carcandall now? Uh, you're flying up 
above him, I would say you're probably 20, 25 feet above him. Okay. If you're still on the motorcycle, unless you wanted to bail when you were coming out. No, I think above him is a good place to be. Okay. So I want to cast Harm. Harm. Okay. Uh, he's got to make a con 16 save. That's good. Let's put the rolls in his hands. Yeah. Oh, dude. What? He rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. This is really bad. He's going to take for him. So house rule, natty one on a save. He takes double the damage. <laughs> Do you know the damage for harm? Oh, my gosh. What level is it? It's level. It's your highest level. It's level six. Yeah. <gasps> Oh Wait, how much is it? It is 14 D6s. Oh. He's about to take 28 D6s of whatever the heck this is, necrotic damage. For the end! 28 D6s. I'm, I'm not going to roll this in person. <laughs> roll yeah, this you can, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be here for 15 minutes. Yeah, good call. Oh, my goodness. 106. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, but it can't reduce his target HP below one. Yeah, it won't. Okay. Uh, so I reach my hand towards him and just shoot out like a ray of just vile sickness. Just ugh. looks like there's maybe flies flitting out of it, but it's really just light. Sick, dude. It just engulfs him as he's looking up at he's looking at the beast. He doesn't notice it until it's already on him. And he just screams as, as he like falls down and you see it like peeling the flesh off of him. And instead of the like really you know like the armor, he's he's the armor's just like falling off him because his muscle and like his flesh like shrinks where it's just eating away at him. And like pieces of the armor just fall off onto the ground, and as the like nasty harm cloud clears. You can see that a lot of his like blue watery skin has just been it's just dissolved. And instead there's just all this black energy coming up out of it. And it's got like all these little like feely tendrils coming up uh, all over his body, like little worms of power coming off of his body, his flesh. And he looks up at the beast and he's staggering like he's barely I mean, he's down on his hands and knees and he, he looks like he's just a, a blink away from death. And that beast lunges at him. Jumps onto him, bites onto him, and when it does, he yells again. And then he reaches up and grabs a hold of it and just squeezes it. And these two creatures, oh no, Carcandal and the Beast, kind of just meld together into one creature. This wasn't part of the plan. You see it growing. He like lifts up on four legs, and you hear Carcandal yelling. But there's like a bestial sort of sound coming out from behind it, and there's still pieces of that silver armor on him. Um, you know, think like Beast Ganon, I guess, kind of. You know, he's got the horns still, the black horns with bluish skin on his face, and he's still got the silver crown, or not, but it's got the black swirling on it, and he like stretches and he reaches down his hand and he picks up the sword and when he does the sword becomes engulfed with that same black power and like triples in length and then he rears back on two legs roars and it is your turn Mateo do I get to make a wisdom save to stop running away you do cool 
And with all the stuff going on, especially since he's like kind of transformed now, and he is Karkendal, but he's also kind of not, so I'll give you advantage on the set. Cool. The first one is a 16. The second one is a 27. The 27 is it going to do it. That's it going to do it. So you are going to save. Okay. So you save. You can stop running. You're basically at the other end of the hall. Like you're 60 feet away from him. Okay. Because you had to spend your dash action. Well, actually, I told you it was difficult terrain for part of it. So we'll say you're like 40 feet away from him. Okay. So regardless, I couldn't get in five feet. Uh, no. My not speed this is 30. I'm going to miss the step 30 feet. Okay. Okay. And then run up to him. There you go. Good call. I'm going to hit him with my sword. Okay. It's a two that I can re-roll. 11 plus nine, it's a 20. That's a miss. <sighs> sorry. Oh, that's painful. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, now I'm all up on him again, so. You are? I guess I'm gonna swing. Okay. It's a miss. It's a three plus nine, so. Man, y'all, these rolls are killing y'all right yeah. now. It's the threes. Um, We're cursed. Karkandal is killing us, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you're right. 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 Okay. Okay. It is. Uh, is that the end of your turn? That's all I got. All right, Ja. It's you. All right. Um, I am not feeling great about being right in uh, melee with this guy. So I am going to attack him with my rapier. Uh, no booming blade this time. Just a uh... no. You know what? I am gonna do booming blade. Why not? Okay. Hit it. Eighteen on the dice plus seven. That's gonna hit. Yes. That's a hit. All right. So he's gonna take uh, my rapier damage plus two d eight for booming blade. Four plus five, so that's nine. So that's uh, twenty damage altogether. Okay. And then I am going to move thirty feet from him, uh, or as far as I can kind of at a right angle to the direction that Mateo is coming from. Okay. While I'm there, I'm going to throw my psychic dagger from that range. Okay. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Oof. Oh, let's go. Boy. Let's okay. Go. go ahead. All right. So that's nine plus three, 12 plus six. And I can't see the other die. Yeah, that's nine. So 21 altogether. Yes. Did you do sneak attack? Oh, sneak attack. You're right. Thank you. He's got a bro up in his biz, so. <laughs> you gotta hate it when you get a bro up in your biz. 2d6. Uh, four sneak attack damage. Okay, so 25 total. Yeah. Amazing. It's pretty good. He don't like it very much. No, he's not very happy about and it. And because of Booming Blade, if he moves, he takes 3d8 thunder damage. Oh, I like that. Don't let me forget that. I will not. First thing he's going to do is we've got Kimosabi right here. That's a me. That's him. It's you. You're the Kimisabi. And he is going to uh, make two attacks. The first one is going to be with his sword. Okay. The sword is going to um, swing at you. What is your armor class? Oh, never mind. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it's a natural 20. Oh, that's going to hurt. This ain't going to be good, my dude. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Start searching through features. Uh, it's just one-handed. Okay, it's just okay. one-handed. Okay. So there's that plus that. Seven plus that. So first you take 11 damage from the sword. The slashing damage. Then 18 necrotic damage. Uh, once it slashes you, you take 18 necrotic damage. So 29. 
And when that happens, you lose nine of your total hit points. Oh, you do this. I hate it. That happens. He attacked you, but now he is going to look across the way at Ja. He looks at you, and when he does, you see his eyes like glow with this like deep purplish black light, and you become confused by his insanity gaze. I just become confused. There's no save. There's no save here. You become you affect you have the effect of the confusion spell without making a saving throw, and it lasts until the end of his next turn. Okay. I don't like that. And basically, what the way that works is you can't take any reactions. And at the start of your turn, you have to roll a d10 to see what happens. So when it's your turn, you'll roll a d10 to see what happens. Okay. Okay. Uh, Then he is going to try and leap forward and try to smack the flying motorcycle out of the air. Now, when he does that, he takes damage, right? Because the booming blade? Yeah. When he moves, he takes damage for uh, booming blade. Mm -hmm. And I think Char still has spirit guardians up, which should take effect on his turn. He does. Alan, do Spirit Guardians, does it affect them if they start their turn within that area? If they start their turn or if they enter it for the first time on their turn. Gotcha. And how how, how wide is that radius? Uh, 15 feet. Okay. So he if, if he leaps towards you, he will get in that. Um, how much damage does he take from the Booming Blade? 3d8. So go ahead and roll that for me. 16. Ooh, that's a good hit. So you hit him for 16 damage. Boom, 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 as he's leaping. He doesn't like that, but he's flying toward the big thing up there. And he's going to try and smack that, um, that that bike. Does he have an AC, your defender? Yes, 15. It's a 23. Uh, I think he might do it at... Because I have mounted. Okay. Uh, you can force an attack target at your mount to target you instead. Oh, yeah, so I'm okay. going to do that. Uh, what was the two hit? 23. 23, and as a reaction, I'm going to cast shield. Okay, what's your? what will that make your armor class? Uh, my armor class is 19, so it will be oh. 24. Oh, 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 oh yes. look at you. <laughs> Daggone. I just got played, y'all. <laughs> I just got played hard. And but Alberto up there like, hey, hit me if you can. Now look at you. You suck. <laughs> and his he actually swings up when he does his tentacle like stretches out of his arm and it just slaps off of your shield. So you guys manage to stay upright, but he does enter into that field. So Alan, that's me. What's he take? He takes. Y'all are lighting this dude up right now. Uh, Twenty. Okay, but that's radiant damage, correct? Yes. Okay, it's, it's like the moment he comes into it, you just hear a sizzling sound as it burns all over his body, and these things are like lighting him up with little spells. And he lets out a shriek as he falls and lands back down on his feet, about half the distance between Mateo and Ja. And uh, now he's going to take a legendary action. No. Oof. Actually, let's see. How far away were you, Ja? Uh, I backed away in my full movement. Okay, he's going he's gonna to clear that gap then. He's going to go a full yeah. 30 and get right next to you. And then he's going to use his legendary action to swipe at you with his tail. Okay. Oh, my soul. How is that attack bonus? <laughs> it's never good when Sorry. Paul does that little laugh. It's illegal is what it is. Well, I actually rolled really poorly, but it's still going to be a, a dirty 20. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So. That, that hits. All right. Uh, let's roll the damage. That is 18 bludgeoning damage. Okay. okay. You also take six necrotic damage from that. I don't like that. It's like burns across your skin when his tail slaps you. Okay. Okay. Alberto. Alrighty. 
Um, quick question. Are those butlers still around us? They have backed away. They have backed way away. The oh, moment okay. that the big monster fused with him, everyone has fled. They have run screaming out of the room. Okay. And the butlers have not left, but they have backed way on up out of the way. They like, are no longer involved in this. Okay, okay. So they're not going to mess with us. No. Alrighty. Uh, seeing as my best mate, Mateo, just got hurt, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, like, well, first, I have 60 feet when I'm flying, so I'm going to do a, do- so a few donuts, and then I'm going to run towards my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so first good. off, because he's going to be the one who's going to be fighting in front, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on him. Oh, as a cool. bonus action. Okay. So that what, just, what, what does that give him? So uh, every single time a target attacks him, they have to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 16. And on a fail, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Okay, don't and let me forget that. Yeah. And then I'm also going to uh, go for a high five for my mate. Oh, yeah. you did it. <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna cast. Uh, oh, you won't get that high five, he said. Cure wounds in uh, level three. Eleven? That's yeah, pretty low, but still a little something. I something. like healing though. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll take the yeah. healing, especially since my hit points just went down. Yeah. Pull yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So and <laughs> yeah, then okay. pretty much after that, heal the tank. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> back away. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we are. Rolling now on to Chargenses. That's me. How close am I to the the bad thing? He jumped 30 feet away from Mateo, so if you guys are over there by him, you're about 30 feet away. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. So I'm going to cast Blight. Oh. At 5th level. <laughs> so he needs to make a con save and beat 16. Okay, constitution save. Let me just... Let's pull up something here real quick. Let me see what his constitution is real quick. Oh. He's pretty good at those. No. You lied. He didn't roll great, but he did get a dirty 20. Well, then he takes half as much. Okay. And he's not undead or constructed, is he? Uh, he is neither of those. And is he a plant creature or a magical plant? He is not. Uh, I just wanted to check. Yep. So he'll take half of 98. 98? Oh, 98. Alan, once you're done a roll. What are you rolling? It's like, holy cow, do you have the best D10 roll of your life? <laughs> so I rolled 46. So he'll take 23 of that? 23 of that. And what kind of damage is it? Uh, I believe it is necrootic. Necrootic. All right. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Uh, that's the end of my turn. Mateo. Okay. As a bonus action, yeah. I'm going to cast Compelled Duel on him. Ooh. So I need a Uh-oh. Wisdom 17 save. He's dumb. Man, his saves are pretty good. <sighs> but Wisdom, not that good. And that is a nine total. Nice. Amazing. Um, so he's drawn to me, compelled to attack me um, for the duration, or no. He's not compelled to attack me, but for the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against other creatures other than me. Okay, so if he doesn't attack you, he's got disadvantage on attacks. Yes, and he must make a wisdom saving throw if he tries to move 30 feet away from me. Gotcha. Keep that in mind. Okay. 
All right. And now, what that, was the what was the thing that Roberto? Didn't you do something to him too? Yeah. Every single time he attacks him, he needs to make a Wisdom saving throw. He needs to beat a sixteen. Yeah, boy, I love that. And if setup. he doesn't, it uh, like chooses something else, or that's funny. it fails, or it just yeah, it doesn't work. So he needs to attack Mateo. Well, first as a but saving throw. But if he does, throw. then he's got to do his Wisdom saving. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has okay, disadvantage yeah. on everyone now. Okay. okay. It's his turn. Or no, it's not his turn. Can but he is going to take a legendary action now since it's a new round. Oh, and I can't smack he is him going first. to. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. That is a fifteen plus nine, so twenty-four. Twenty-four hits. Cool. That is eleven. I'm going to go on and burn a second level divine smite. Okay. Ten radiant. Dang. Then I'm going to hit him again with my sword. Okay. Uh, that's only a 15. Mm, that's a miss, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. With that, he is going to use a legendary action. He will attack you with my tail again. It's a 24. Oh, I got to do a wisdom save first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was right? going to say wisdom save. Sorry. Wisdom save. And what is the DC for that? 16. Yeah, he, he succeeds. He got a 19. I'm trying, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> It's not a 23, it's only a 19 to hit. Okay, so that would usually hit... Do I have first level spell slots? <laughs> I don't know if you've used many first level spells. I have not, so I'm going to burn a shield. <laughs> and that'll put you at, like, 23? Yeah, that'll put me at 23. Yeah, if only I got to keep that 23. Yeah, would have been nice. For me? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Ja, it's your turn. All right, uh... Bonus action, I'm going to cast Shadow Blade. Mm-hmm. That's a good spell. Uh, so this you know, psychic sword appears in my hand, and I'm going to take a couple of swings at it because I forgot I had multi-classed, so I have extra attack. Nice! Uh-huh. <laughs> and I've been missing that up this whole battle. Uh-huh. Uh, you just unleashed your final form, that's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll take that. You ain't playing now. First attack. That is an 18 to hit. Not going to do it. Yeah, that Second swing. 16 on the dice, plus 7, 23. That'll hit. All right. So then he's going to take 2d8 psychic damage. Okay. And this is a magical weapon I tapped. Okay. So that's 5 damage from that. Okay. Sneak attack. Oh, thank you. 6 sneak attack damage. Okay, you guys are whittling him down. He is looking rough. There's like spots all over his body where that black stuff's just eking out of it. And he's looking a little bit more crazed all the time. Oh, I am going to back away using my movement uh, after I hit him. Okay. Uh, It's his turn again. All right. He is going to take his sword and swing at you, Mateo. Does he still have to do the save? How long does that last? It lasts for a minute, so ten turns. Okay, so yeah, he's still got to do it then. Mm-hmm. Okay, wisdom save. That is a natural 20. So it's definitely a save. Uh, and then, lucky for you, that wasn't on the attack roll. Just saying. That is true. Right. Uh, let's roll this big orange. Orange. Look at this thing. It's like a large, big old... Big Chongus. Oh, here you go, Kelly. Okay, Big Chongus has got a... How long is that? That shield's still going, isn't it? Till the start of my next turn. Okay, Dope. so this one, this one is a failure. Go again. 
Oh, this one is a success. It's like a 27. Wait, is he attacking again? So you got to roll every time, doesn't he? Every time he attacks. Well, he did roll a natural 20. Okay, I mean, that, that, that's fine. No, I'm just kidding. I'll have him roll it again. <laughs> just okay. smack him up. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, he rolled a 25 to save. And he rolled a natural 20 on this attack, so it didn't this work out for you. This also counts for spells, too, just to let you know. Okay, this is a this is actually a tentacle attack. It's not a sword attack. Oh. Tentacle comes flying up and it's going to try and, and and grab you. He's going to grab at you and he is going to roll the damage. I'm going to do it on DD Beyond for the second time. Thirty-one bludgeoning damage. Oh boy! Okay. I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Twenty-two. That's a success. Good job. Thank you. Okay. If you if you had failed, you'd lose some more uh, maximum hit points. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't. So that is the end of his turn. When he smacks me, I want to use my free third level hellish rebuke. Okay, go for it. Yeah, it's a reaction. So when he hits me, I'm just going to go, die. <laughs> and uh, He makes a save, right? Uh, yes, deck 17. Or does he just take it? It's a deck 17. Okay. This is dexterity. Dexterity is not very good. It's a 14. Hey, that's great. Got him. Take a 3d10. 19. Nice. Okay. He's looking rough, guys. You got him on the ropes. Let's see it. Come on. It is your turn, Alberto. Get it, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, Char, how far do you need to be for your spirit guardians to work? Uh, within 15 feet. He All has right. to. It'll be on his turn whenever okay. it affects him. Then I'm going to like drive close up to 15 feet. Like, sir, like, do a spin, drop Char right there, just boot okay. him off my He's bike, kidding. go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Get off of my bike. Char does a backflip off the bike. That's <laughs> perfect. Power slide him yeah. off of there. Live like a cat. I go go straight up mm -hmm. as much as I can, mm -hmm. do a loop, and right where I'm above the creature, I'm going to disable my fly and turn my dial and cast enlarge on my steel defender and just okay. land on him. Okay. All right. So let's see. How far up I are you? I love this. As far as I could. So the ceiling's like 30 feet up. It's like okay. a big old ballroom. Yep. So you're going to fall 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Well, my steel defender's going to fall 30 feet. That's what I mean. Yeah. You're, 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 instead of you taking a 30-foot damage, like we're going to say that he's going to like cushion your fall, but it's going to it's gonna basically do three times whatever the damage would have been to this guy falling on him. Yeah. Uh, so roll me, I guess, 3D. We'll call it 3D10s. 3D10s? All righty. I roll good here. <laughs> That's fine. But I'm just going... Woo! Smashes down on top of him. And you hear <coughs> just come out of him as it hits him. And you're now on top of him with a motorcycle. What do you do? Uh, that was my action. And as a bonus action, my uh, seal defender's going to attack. Okay. With uh, a weapon attack. Uh, so 19, so I would assume that doesn't hit, right? It does not hit, yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. I, I I landed on this guy. That's yeah, what I wanted to do. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, we're just going to say you're adjacent to him. Yeah, for the, yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of goops out from under and you. And also, yeah, just to let you know, if uh -huh. my steel defenders has a deflect attack, the defender okay. imposes its advances on attack roll of one creature you can see that's within five feet of it. Provided the attack rolls against a creature other than the defender. Okay. So any creature or just one he chooses? 
No, any creature. That's not the defender. He has disadvantage. Within five feet. Within that, uh, that attack roll of one creature that I can see that is within five, within five feet of me. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. I'm reading it here. Okay. I got you. All right, Mateo. You ain't got to hit my boy. Yes. It's your turn, Mateo. Oh, is it? Um, before it's your turn, Mateo. Okay. He is going to spend his legendary action this turn to cast. Hey, you know what, Ja? I did not make you roll that d10 last time. I forgot. And that's on me. Oh, that's right. Um, I'll just. You can just do it this turn if it's cool with you. Okay, yeah. Is it a saving throw? He's going to use that beguiling gaze on you. Uh, and you are stunned, Mateo. That means you are incapacitated. That's no good. Which means uh, you can't take actions or reactions. You can't move. You can only speak a little bit. Uh, you automatically fail strength and deck saves, and attack rolls against you have advantage. Okay. This lasts until the beginning of his turn. So. Oh, so I don't even basically roll it just to means it's gonna. It. Nope, no saves. Oh, it just means you're not gonna get to take any attacks this turn, basically. And it's not a spell, right? It is not a spell. Okay. It is a magical gaze of ability that he has. He just looks at you and it happens. Ooh, that's tough. I was going to use my lay on hands. You're mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do a bonus action if you have one, but you can't do anything else. I do not have a bonus action. <laughs> okay. Jaw. Roll me a d10. Yeah. Seven. You use your action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within your reach. If there is no creature within your reach... Was that a saving throw? Uh, no. No. Ah, this shit. was the effect of a something that was on oh, okay. Um Yeah, I'm rolling on a table. I don't even think you're next to anyone, are you? I'm not. So you just spend your turn doing nothing. Okay. Swing it. I'll okay. just stand there bewildered with my shadow blade in my hand, just like, huh, what? <laughs> it's his turn. He's angry. He's not happy. He's angry. He's upset, in fact. Uh, he looks at you, Alberto, and he uses his gaze, and you are... You're stunned. <laughs> you can't move or take actions or, bonus or uh, reactions. Then he's going to try and tentacle Mateo, and he's got to roll the thing. Yep. <laughs> Uh, what's the? It's a thirteen. Uh, what is it? A sixteen? Yeah, it's a sixteen. But he also has disadvantage because of my steel defender. Right. He so he did get a. He did get. He succeeded. Okay. He got a nineteen, but I'm gonna roll. Disadvantage. Okay. He rolled. Okay. He he got like a twenty-two. Oh. I'm sorry, oh, buddy. Tail. I can't take reactions, tail. can I? That was part of the. You can. You're no longer stunned. You're no longer stunned. Okay, then I am going to pop shield. Okay, you pop shield. Man, y'all are... This is a real dance of death we've got going on here, I'll just tell you. La baile de la muerte. It's salsa. <laughs> it's the forbidden dance. It's the end of his turn. Um, and, and then we're back up to Alberto. Alberto, you're stunned, so you have to spend your time doing no actions or reactions. you have any bonus actions you want to try and do? Um, Can't you control your still defender with a bonus yeah, action? Yeah, with the bonus action, yeah. he's going to attack. So he's going to attack. Come on, baby! Uh, no, because it's oh, no. a plus eight, so... <laughs> okay, so that's no good. Mm -hmm. So it's a miss. Uh, is that going to be your turn? Uh, yeah, that's all I can do. Chargensis. Who's that? That's you. Okay. What are you doing? Um, uh, I am going to 
putt-putt over to him. Okay, you're going to get within range? I want to inflict wounds. Okay. Wait, he started, the creature started his turn, and Char was close with his spirit I think he was 30, weren't you like 30 feet away? No, he dropped me off. Oh, well then, yeah, he needs to take some damage. Go ahead and roll me that damage. We'll take it real quick. Uh, 5d8 radiant. That's 30. 30 radiant damage. Yeah. The little, the little cherubic chars floating around me all have, like, little spears, and they, like, flit in and just, like, poking at them real hard. Black ecor mixed with, like, a deep blue blood is just pouring out of What is this? I'll kill you all. And go ahead and do me that inflict wounds. That's just a regular attack, so let's see how this works. Yeah, that's 13. Probably not going to hit. It's not going to hit. Yeah, that didn't do it. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Mateo. Yes. It's your turn. Sword. Okay. (laughs) 17. Another sword. (laughs) 26. Okay, there it is. There it is. There we go. Mateo. How does it look when you kill this dude? Yes! So, just for flair, I'm going to walk up. I'm going to burn my last spell slot on a divine smite. Yeah. And as I raise my radiant sword, I take his head off. Oh! It's large head. coming out of that big, long, black, inky neck thing, but when it cuts off, it, like, all the black... Core power like sheds off of it, and the actual head of Karkendall hits the ground and rolls across the floor. And he just slumps over and just like melts. And then his devil body is still there and it turns to ash and disappears. And as that happens, behind you, you hear a shuffling and the count steps out again. Uh, yeah, yes, just as we had all hoped, they would come, our friends, dispatch our great, the great uh, tyrant. Yes, just exactly what we wanted. And uh, then there's like a crackling sound. And then there's a strike like lightning. And where the Count was standing, he is blown back against the wall as thunder stepping in, in his full glory, comes Tormit Fuss. Oh. Woo! He flaps his wings open as he steps toward the four of you and, of course, uh, the Still Defender. And the crowd that is way back against the opposite side of the ballroom who've just been, like, back there watching and the butlers all standing around there, he faces all of them and he says... It looks like you've chosen the wrong side. But lucky for you, the era of dictators and tyrants and regimes has come to its end. You should consider to whom you vow your faithfulness. And then he envelops the four of y'all, and with another crash of lightning, you're gone. All right. (laughs) Woo! I'm going to Manomi. Countless miles away, 
deep inside the kingdom of earth and stone. Three devils stand around a large circular stone table. A tall, muscular male with charcoal black skin like smoke and lightning yellow horns. A shorter, slenderer figure. Her pale, icy blue skin stands out in contrast through a simple but elegant white dress, her eyes hidden behind a folded yellow cloth. Thirdly, a stocky female devil, dressed in heavy scale armor. Her brown hair is tied back around her black horns, where there rests a thin golden crown with the marking of the quaking circle. Yellow light flickers through the walls as Tormetvas lets out a frustrated sigh. <sighs> the false emperor is dead, but it's a small victory. He moves pieces across the table, which is covered with a miniaturized map of the hills. Black towers bearing the mark of Tormetvas rest over the burning, melting, quaking, and thundering circles. Blue towers are stationed at the drowning, freezing, and whispering. Zori Lendai steps forward, placing a hand on his shoulder. My husband, take heart. We have gained the support of four of the eight kingdoms. With our combined strength, we are still outmatched on the battlefield, says Shay Lentil, queen of the kingdom of earth and stone. Still, you are both correct. This is indeed a small victory, but that triumph has gained us a rare opportunity. Whilst the head of the devil is severed, the others shall be weakened. This is the perfect time to strike, to march on the shores of the drowning circle and shut them down once and for all. I'm not so sure. That is exactly what they expected us to do. Tormetvas silently stares at the tower of the drowning regime on his map. He lets out another frustrated sigh, <sighs> grabbing his flagon and drinking deeply. My love, you are exhausted. The strength was mostly spent in rescuing Charginzas and his operatives. You must take time to rest. Perhaps you are right, Zori. He puts an arm around her, leaning down to kiss her forehead. Well then, go. We need you at your best, Howler. We shall reconvene first thing in the morning. Our armies stand by at the ready, whatever we may decide. He nods, sitting his flagon back onto the table. As he turns to the doorway, a soldier appears suddenly with a salute toward them all. Forgive me, my lords, I have a message from the surface watchers. Go on. There was an alert. Two devils appeared near one of the surface gates. One is wounded, though it isn't too serious. The other... He hesitates. Well, the other has demanded to speak with, in her own words, the Howler... Tormetvas, the burner of hells, and lord of the Monumists. The three of them look at one another. Tormetvas places a hand on the cursed sword hilt at his waist. Take me to them. He follows the guard out into the dark halls with Zori stepping lightly behind him. He leads them to a lower level, to the smooth stone walls of the holding cells. The guard approaches a large symbol of the quaking circle on the wall. And holding up a stone slate, the wall crumbles and absorbs into the earth beneath their feet. Inside are two devils. The first, a slender female with pale, frost-blue skin, nearly white. She stands with her arms crossed and chin high. Although dressed completely in rags, 
Her posture speaks of strength and status. Beside her, sitting on a small cot, is a thin devil with deep blue skin. One arm is bandaged from wrist to shoulder, and the other is held to his chest by a sling. His eyes are sunken, but bright. Howler steps into the light of the holding chamber, his eyes locked on the slender female. Zori steps close behind him, but then, seeing the woman, she stops short, keeping herself shrouded in the shadow of the prison wall. Well, Queen Eladane, I must admit I am quite surprised by your presence here. Eladane chuckles. Yes, well, I do admit, last time we saw one another, I tried to cut your throat, did I not? Certainly you did try. But that was a long time ago, indeed. His eyes fall to her wounded companion. Why are you here? And why have you brought this drowning scum with you? As an offering? He growls, his hand going again to the hilt at his waist. The blue-skinned devil shuffles to stand, his long black hair falling back out of his face. He looks young, or at least freshly reborn. He spits at the howler's feet. Drowning born I may be. Do not confuse me for one of those curs. I am Zack Zagana, royal advisor of the Kingdom of Flame. Tormetvas is stunned for a moment. Indeed you are. I remember you now, though last I saw you, you were much older and less... Well, I suppose I should not be so surprised to see you, after all, Zaka Zagana. We are seeing many devils presumed dead crawling back from the souls, aren't we? I assume Karkendal did this to you, he says, motioning towards Zack's wounds. Ah, uh, that would be his account, actually. Although it must certainly have been under Karkendal's orders. I thought this gift might aid you in your war, Howler. So I brought him to you as a token to purchase an audience with the great lord of the Monumists, as they call you, she says, snickering. <laughs> Your operatives with Chaginzis set me free from my imprisonment, and I do not like to leave any debts unpaid. So I have come to hear your peace. She hesitates for a moment. But truthfully, now that I have seen you again, I will admit, I do not love you, Tormetvas. Not even if your cause is noble. Not after what you took from me. Tor rubs his head for a moment, with a small glance back at the shadows behind him. That was a long time ago, Eladane. Besides, correct me if I'm wrong, but did not my actions make you queen of the kingdom of ice? A kingdom that is no more? No, it is nothing now but a fief in service to the drowning regime. And now that I am free of it, I have no desire to return to that cold throne. If I am being honest, here, in this war to end all wars, I would rather have my mother back. My mother, Gril Nadine, whom you slew in your bloodthirstiness. At her cold words, stepping into the light, comes Zori Lendai. Her long, white hair 
hangs down past her waist as her slender fingers raise to the blindfold covering her eyes, and she unfolds the yellow cloth. Her face now revealed in the light, she opens her icy, pale eyes. No, Hila, he did not slay your mother. She is here. I am here. Stunned, Eladane steps forward, raising a hand hesitantly. Then she stops and sets her jaw again. Mother, I, I suppose miracles are not so uncommon in these strange days. Zori steps into the cell, approaching her daughter slowly. Gently, she raises a hand to her face, cupping her cheek. Eva, daughter, I am so happy to be with you again here. There are so many things I wish to say, yet the words are impossible to bring forth. Eladane gives a small smile. Words, yes. They never were our strong suit, were they? I am sorry that it has taken me so many years to return to you. For millennia I was lost. But I have found my mind and my heart once more, she says, reaching aside and taking Tormetvas by the hand. There will be time for questions and for answers, Eladane. But for now I simply need to know one. Thing. Are you with us? Will you help us stand against the drowning regime? Looking into her mother's unseeing eyes, she nods. Yes, Howler. I will join you in your rebellion. Always did love rooting for the Underdevil. Tormetvoss chuckles, <laughs> but then stops suddenly holding up a hand. A strange humming sound echoes around the chamber as he reaches down and touches the hilt of the Hellburner blade at his waist. It continues to hum beneath his hand, so he draws it. As he does, the red and yellow eye on the hilt opens wide, and a slitted portal grows forth like the blade of the great sword. Through the black-rimmed opening, a figure comes into view. His yellow-blonde hair is combed back, with blue eyes gleaming as he grins, the old scar on his eye mostly faded. There you are, Tor. It's been a while. He lets out a howling laugh. <laughs> well, 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 so you're still alive, Vance. It is good to see you, old friend. How in all the nine hells are you doing this? be honest, I don't really know. Pillar kind of showed me how to make it work. I showed him my sword and he said, this sword is some sort of luminous reflection of the Hellburner. Like a shadow, but the opposite. Anyway, our weapons are connected. So as long as you have the Hellburner and I have the Hellborn Phoenix, our connection will remain. Tor grins widely. The Hellborn Phoenix, huh? I like that. Well, I assume this isn't just a casual call. What can I do for you, human? I have some news. Something important. 
When we were still there in the hills together, you saw a mist told me that the hills have no god, that the devils are their own gods. That's right. So? It turns out you're wrong. They do have one, and his name is Blackfire, and he's here on Manumi. Tor's jaw hangs open for a moment, dumbfounded. How? How could this be? A god of the hells? How can you know this, Vance? He's staked a claim here on our world. He killed one of the four gods of Manumi, Atonia. Now he plans to resurrect the Crooked Father just like the Forsaken was trying to do. The Crooked Father is here on Manumi. Our world is preparing a final stand to stop Blackfire and destroy the Crooked Father once and for all. Tor hesitates again, still reeling. He looks at the others in the room around him. Each of them stands by, watching and listening intently. You say this person is the god of the hills. This... Blackfire. But as the words leave his mouth, a guttural incantation of infernal bursts forth from his lips. The lights inside the walls dim and flicker, and a heavy dart of fear pierces the hearts of each of them inside the room. Howard? What was that? I... I don't know. He raises his hand, wiping his mouth, then looks down as the lights brighten again to see dark blood on his fingers. Vance, why are you telling me this? We're going to fight, Tor. We're going to fight, and we're going to win. Now you got a lot going on down there, but you got to understand, if Blackfire wins up here, he won't stop with Manumi. Crooked Father will come for you there, and they won't stop until they've broken every soul in existence. I know it's not going to be easy, and maybe it's not even really possible, but one day soon, the battle for the fate of all worlds will take place right here on Manumi. And if you have an army, we could sure use it. And that is where we're going to end this Make Believe Championship. That was intense. <laughs> that was a lot. Char survived. I was really hoping I could finally kill Char. And like, did you even get hit? No. no. Did I even get attacked? No. I don't even know. <laughs> you you never attacked. Yeah, you were the never prisoner. Hit Char. <laughs> well, see, like, this monster is more melee than, than he is anything else. And... Alberto <laughs> locked him in. Well, you need to attack. Well, Alberto locked him in. Oh, you can't hurt my buddy. But then Mateo's like, but you got to attack me. And they just never left him alone. It just never happened. And Char just flying around on a motorcycle for half. That was a great, that was a great combination. He finally walks up. He finally walks up and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to hit him at least once. He was down really low. He's like, oh yeah, we forgot the spirit guardians. How much damage did you do? You did enough damage to leave him with one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do was hit him with that inflict wounds and he was dead. That's like, why I dropped him off there. That's why I dropped him off there. Man. Really man. good move. Uh, so that's going to that's gonna do it for this very special edition of Make Believe Champions. Our friends... 
have destroyed the wicked Karkandal, at least for now. And it would seem that Tormetvas has gotten a leg up in this war. Beautiful. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for playing. Um, I love these characters. Uh, I would like to uh, to know more about them, you know? You know, like spend some time hanging out with Alberto and just being like, what the <laughs> heck is this guy doing right now? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I get the sense that Jaws really seen some things. <laughs> you know, he's just really seen some stuff. You know, he's really been uh, he's been through it. You know. Yeah. Let me just say again, thank you so much for playing with us, uh, Joe and Roberto. Hope that you guys had a good time. Oh yeah, thanks for having us, man. This, this was a lot of fun. Char um, lives again. He still lives. I'm, you're the worst. I don't know. Hey, Char you know. still needs to commit wire fraud. And then he'll he can he can go off. And this is the last last thing my, on the bucket my list. My ultimate goal of the podcast to finally kill Char and to uh, finally get everyone to believe that the the Orange Dragon Kelly doesn't exist. Those are my two main goals of the podcast. So I believe. We'll yeah, I'm they're going to be disappointed. We failed one so far, and Jaws wondering what happened to Ela Dane. Yeah, aren't we all? Ooh. Maybe one day we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> or maybe we won't. No one can say. Thank you guys for playing. Thank you all out there for listening. Hope that you enjoyed this episode of Make Believe Heroes, this very special edition of Make Believe Champions. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye. 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 Adios. Adios. Ciao. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Joe, you're... Do y'all see what's going on with Joe's picture right now, or is it just me? He's been like that. Like glowing? Not slight. It's like a demon has possessed it. Oh, I was thinking it was like a heavenly Oh, never mind. (laughs) Am I I possessed? What's going on? Bring it to a prayer circle. It's like pixelated strangeness is am i the only one that's seeing that no i mean we could check if he's possessed should we pray also so y'all can't I don't see, see that? that i see it looks like there's I a glow on this on the top of yeah. his head okay i'll yep. take a picture it's, it's here. The, halo. take that picture the morning Paul. sun is coming through my living room window behind me so it's oh well, well that's not what i'm talking about let me send this i'll just send this picture y'all can see his face is he a triple agent it's sending the picture now in the chat so y'all can kind of see an, an image there of what he looks like you look fantastic by the way it's like a doctor who monster oh weak, weak. Oh. oh my goodness oh <laughs> yeah look at it yeah that's not happening on my end yeah uh, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on but it's uh, it's fine i promise not to let it bother me Honestly, I like the look, though. <laughs> There's like two Joes. There's like half of Joe's face beside Joe's face. Joe who? Okay, anyway. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to play Dungeons & Dragons. This Joe's going to betray us. I can just tell. What, what are, are you doing, doing here? Yes. I love the fondue. What? I love the fondue. fondue. You killed the fondue. No, no, no. Melting circle because of melted cheese. Yeah, Dufon Ray is a whole different thing. What you're talking about? Dufon Ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's dead. Yeah, you killed him. Y'all killed him. King of Pondu. And it is your turn, Mateo. Oh, Char wasn't done. Oh, Char's not done. Go ahead, Char. <laughs> After yeah. he sees that, he casts Word of Recall, says, that's all I can do, and pieces out back to his, uh, <laughs> his, his home. <laughs> no, I, I oh, don't have it. That's another oh, okay. six-level spell, so oh, I can't. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm all out of six-level <laughs> spell slots. Uh, I mean, you know what? It was well spent. <laughs> Yes. yes, it was well spent. <laughs> Quite an entrance. The way they do the roll on D and D Beyond, my browser window is covered in dice. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, 
Um, Checking in the emails first. I am. am. Trying to write his will. Okay. So. We need to do like a post credit scene where Uh Char's uh, animated zombie is just kind of like hanging out still in the lower level. We left him behind on the motorcycle. Yeah, Yeah, he couldn't get up to that. He's making his way up there slowly, but it would have taken him a while. So 